Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the USA Today Network, welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. That's right, it's time for The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson coming to you after a Rutgers win. For the first time in several weeks, we're able to say that. A, a happy tone to, t- to today's episode as Rutgers gets back in the win column. They win 24-17 to at home against Indiana. Uh, it certainly started off a, a little dicey for the Scarlet Knights. A 93-yard kickoff return to start the game and then another touchdown. All of a sudden, it's 14-0 Indiana, and you have to be sitting in the stands or watching on TV if you're a Rutgers fan and going, oh, no. Here we go again. They're down 14 nothing. but to their credit, they battle back. It wasn't always pretty, and they get the win, and a win is a win. As we've said all season, they'll take the wins where they can get them, and now they look ahead to hitting the road and taking on a tough Minnesota team this upcoming week, so we'll have plenty more about that but as we react to a win, Chris. As I said, for the first time in several weeks for the Scarlet Knights, what are your big takeaways from the win over Indiana? Well, you mentioned being a fan watching and thinking, oh, no, I mean, I think the Rutgers writers in the press box were watching thinking, oh, man, where is the season going? What, what's going to what is this going to look like now for the rest of the year? But yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, Rutgers absolutely, you know, it's it's it saved its season. I mean, we talked about it on last week's show that this was another opportunity after they couldn't beat Iowa. They couldn't beat Nebraska at home. Um, this was another chance to come out and beat a very beatable team in Indiana, one that had been reeling, um, had dropped four straight. Um, Rutgers needed to take advantage and it did that. And I think what's interesting, you know, Rutgers has this kind of 24 hour rule. They talk about it a lot after games. They have 24 hours to either celebrate or celebrate a win or lament a loss. And Greg Schiano in the, in the press conference after that game kind of brought it up himself and said the loss to Nebraska two weeks ago, that really stung. He said it was one of the toughest. He said he's been through a lot of bad losses. He said that was up there. That was a tough loss. And I thought it was interesting that they kind of – they didn't forget that completely. You know, they didn't just move on from that. They really kind of used that as motivation going into the Indiana game, and I think they had to. Um, listen, I mean, it, you know, it was another game where you're kind of looking at it and you're saying how much better did Rutgers get offensively. Um, and we're, we're going to find more about that against Minnesota because they're better on defense. And, and, you know, Indiana has struggled on that side of the ball all year. But, look, I thought that Nunzio Campanelli did a fine job. I mean, he, he didn't – there was nothing gimmicky about it. It was just he kind of went back to the basics, running the ball, um, letting Noah Vedrill make some plays when he when he was able to. Um, obviously, Sam Brown had, a, had a, an incredible game, uh, you know, 101 yards and 21, 28 carries. He continues to impress as a, as a true freshman running back. Uh, I thought Vedrill stabilized the offense, missed some things. You know, he had some open receivers at times that he didn't see. Um, but it was the first time, you know, all season that he's been, he you know, has been playing a full game. So that might be a part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, another great defensive performance. I think, you know, for Rutgers, if you're a Rutgers fan, you know, there was, there was enough certainly for you to like after that game. 
it it is amazing what one win can do for a program. I mean, you think back to the aftermath of Nebraska and now the vibe, uh, you know, heading to Minnesota. I mean, what a difference. And as Chris said, save their season. And I mean, realistically, if Rutgers were to play their very best game, there are there are three reasonably winnable games coming up on the schedule. You know that that you know they they shouldn't go in thinking oh they have no chance in that game. Of course they do. So I think it really changes everything. And um, again, you know I think there were so many little positives to take out of that that game. And Samuel Brown, you know you get a glimpse of you know the running back of the future. You know you you, you saw Noah Vedral return and do what he does best, manage the game. And uh, you know I mean if they had lost that game, why wouldn't you put Gavin Wimsett in this week? But you know, I'm sure you're going to see Noah Vedral, and uh, they move on. So, just an incredible change with one win. Let me. I'm going to say something that fans are not going to want to hear. This might be the most unpopular opinion for the fan base, and they're not going to probably like me for saying this. I think right now you got to go with Noah Vedral. I really do. I think that. Listen, they're not. Rutgers is not going to be turning into Ohio State anytime soon. It's not going to become an offensive juggernaut. They don't need to. The defense is good. All they need to do is not not turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes. Don't force things. You know, don't put the team in a bad spot. And Noah Betchel is not going to do that. And if you throw a kid in there who's still learning, still growing, there's going to be growing pains. We've already seen some of that, both with with Wimsett and with Evan Simon. Right now, I think that Noah Betchel kind of brings that experienced, steady hand. He can manage the offense. We know his limitations. I'm not saying he's going to go in there and light up the stat sheet with incredible passing yards and everything else. He's not going to do that. That's not who he is. But right now for Rutgers, they're, they're not going to be blowing anybody out. They're going to win by kind of grinding it out. It's going to be ugly. That's the kind of t- type of team that they are. That's how they're going to win. The offense has to do just enough while the defense limits their opponent. I think Noah Vedgel is the right guy at this point in time. I'm not saying that that's going to be the entire the case all season for the rest of the year. But I think right now, in the short term, I think he's the guy you got to go with. I think that experience, he, he's seen a lot at this point. He's not going to make many mistakes. And Rutgers right now is not is not a team that can afford to make many mistakes. Yeah, I agree. And and with, with a bowl game potentially on the line, you have to go with Noah Vedral as long as that's uh, an option. So uh, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and of course, Greg Schiano, as he has been all season, is asked about this because for the first time in a while, he has all three of the quarterbacks who have rotated in for this team available. They were dealing with injuries and, you know, one guy was out, one guy was hurt, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, once again, all the quarterbacks are healthy. So here's what Greg Schiano had to say about the quarterback position. Look, I thought that we prepared very hard over the two weeks. Certainly you can't, you know, flip things upside down. Uh in two weeks time. So I think what we'll do is continue to grow. Um, the quarterback position, you know, it's not like we, we've discovered something. We finally had our quarterbacks all able to play on the same day. Um, the way it played out, we didn't know exactly how it was going to go. I mean, for that game, Noah was the, was the starter. Gavin was the backup and Evan was the next guy in. Um, each game is going to be different depending on our preparation, on our opponent, our matchup, and uh, until we figure out exactly how we want to go. Now you say, well, it's, you know, you're on your eighth game. Uh, as I told you at the beginning of the year, if, if it works itself out, that's great. And if it doesn't, we have to keep tweaking it until we figure it out. So we're working on it. Um, but 
again, last week was the first time we had all three guys, so it's really the first week that that it was normal, so to speak. Audio there from Rutgers Athletics. So that's something we've heard from Greg Schiano all season, even going back into the spring as you know they're getting ready for the season, that if it works itself out, the quarterback situation, it works itself out. And if a, if a clear, obvious answer emerges, then that's who he'll go with. Now, Chris is arguing, of course, that an answer has emerged in, in the form of Noah Vedral as someone who knows the offense. As we said, he's not flashy. He's going to do you know the game manager type role, which is kind of what Rutgers needs at this moment. Uh, Greg Schiano doesn't seem all that committed to it. Who knows what the game plan calls for in, in the upcoming weeks in terms of quarterback play. But when you hear that, Chris, and you know, as you just said, you 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 think there's an answer at quarterback, and Greg Schiano seems not really committed to that. Well, I, first of all, I would be shocked if Noah Vedral didn't get the vast majority of the snaps at Minnesota and probably the following week against Michigan at home. I don't think that Greg Schiano is in position right now just to say, hey, here's the guy that we're going with and, and you know, that's it. The quarterback competition's over. I don't think that they're at that point. And also, you don't want to discourage Evan Simon and Gavin Wimsett. You know, you want to, you know, let them know. And I don't know if that's part of Schiano's thinking, but it would be part of my thinking if I was in his position Hey, listen, like, you know, you guys are, are still a part of this thing. You're still competing, still battling. He's spoken a lot of times about, you know, the fact that he wants to play a lot of players because if, if guys feel like they know they're going to get a chance to play instead of they might think that they're going to a chance to play, they're going to practice harder. They're going to, you know, so that that all I think factors into it. But listen, I, I don't think that anything is is cemented. I don't think anything is done. I don't think anybody has won this quarterback battle. Um, I just think, as I said, I think right now, you need to have a stable offense, and I think Noah Vedral can bring that. He's like I said, he's not going to make mistakes, and that's what Rutgers needs. Yeah, I think there's a certain level of gamesmanship there, in terms of Shiano not wanting to tip his hand as to who's going to start. Although I think everyone is, uh, I'm sure Minnesota is preparing for Noah Vedral. But you know, beyond that, I I think as Chris said, stability. You know, after everything, you know, from the first half of the season, the rotation at quarterback, it just didn't work. They need stability there now. Noah Vedral gives him that. That's not to say that Gavin Wimsett can't come in and, and occasionally get a play. We'll see if he does or Johnny Langan or however they do it. But it, it really has to be Noah Vedral's offense right now as long as, as long as they're in the hunt for the postseason, I think. Yeah, and I think I said it uh, on last week's show that I think this offense is going to look more like what we saw towards the second half of last season. Like you said, Steve, it's, it's Noah Vedral, you know, getting the bulk of the snaps, Gavin coming in and making getting some plays. I mean, you know, we saw what he was able to play. Well, part of that was because of injury, but, you know, you saw against his debut against Illinois, right, coming in and making that big fourth down pass. But, you know, so I think that that's, that's kind of what it's going to look like, you know, going, going forward. Yeah, and, and getting back to what Steve said earlier, you know, that win against Indiana, uh, it more or less kind of not cements the job for Noah Vedral, but certainly makes a case for him now that there is something to play for, that there is a bowl game that is possible. If they are able to find a few more wins, they do have something to play for. And if you have something to play for, you go with kind of the proven leader, the proven quarterback that this team has. If they would have lost that game and, you know, more or less the season's a wrap, then sure, you, you trot out the younger guys. You see what they have. You get let them try to prove themselves. But as long as there's something to play for, it's it's hard to not go with Noah Vedral. Yeah, and, and listen, I mean, none of this should surprise people because we heard it after, you know, when, when Seattle fired Sean Gleason on the call that night. He said, I believe that this offense, this team is good enough to win games right now if we get this offense cleaned up. He expects to win. He's playing to win games right now. He's not looking to the future. 
And, and you know, looking to the future is things for fans to do, for media to do. But if you're in that program, you're trying to win right now, you need to go with the guy that you believe gives you the best chance to win week in, week out. And right now, Greg Schiano, uh, last week believed that it was Noah Vedral. And I kind of believe that in the short term, again, in the short term, that's the key phrase, the short term, it's Noah Vedral. So, you know, again, we'll see what happens against Minnesota, but I'll reiterate, I would be shocked if it's not Noah Vedral again. Yeah, and let's talk about this Minnesota team. They're four and three. Uh, when you look at their schedule and you look at their results, uh, very simply put, when they win, they score a lot of points. When they lose, they don't. In their four wins this year, they've scored 38, 62, 49, and 37, or 34. And then their losses, they've scored 10, 14, and 17. They won four straight to open the season. They've lost the last three. So when you look to this Minnesota team, Chris, uh, obviously it's a road test for Rutgers. It's never easy to go on the road and win. Uh, our friends at Tipico right now have the Scarlet Knights as about two touchdown underdogs. So a pretty substantial spread to go on the road and take on a four and three team. When you look at this Minnesota team and how they match up against Rutgers, what do you see? Well, the interesting thing about this, first of all, is that it's Greg Schiano versus PJ Fleck. Obviously PJ was coached with Greg, uh, both at Rutgers, you know, in the first stint, and then he followed him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before becoming the head coach at Western Michigan. Um, it's an interesting angle. You know, P.J. Flack, I, I've spoken to him, um, you know, or we've spoken to him a couple times at Big Ten Media Days over the last couple of years. And, you know, he credits Greg Schiano so much for his career. You know, he says he kind of entered that program and became a man there. And, and Greg really taught him a lot about coaching. Um, so he credits a lot of, of his success to, to what Greg Schiano has, has been able to teach him. Um, so that that's kind of an interesting angle, and it's only the fourth time that that Shiano's actually gone up against the former assistant who's become a head coach. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal twice back when he was at FIU, and, and, and Greg was in his first in, in, in at Rutgers, and then um, obviously this year with Jeff Halfley at Boston College, Shiano has won all three of those beatings. So we'll see if he can beat his his former uh, his former assistant this time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, this is a Minnesota, and I kind of I referenced it earlier in the show. They're they're a very good defensive team, and that's why it's going to be a challenge for Rutgers offense, I believe. Um, you know, certainly more so than it was against Indiana. They're a very good defensive team, and they have a, a tremendous running back, obviously we know, in Muhammad Ibrahim. And he's run for, like, over 100 yards in 15 straight games. I mean, he's going to be a very, very difficult player to stop. It's going to take a lot. Rutgers has been very, very, very good against the run this year. So that should be, you know, that should give the, the Scarlet Knights and the fans some hope that, you know, they can shut him down. But I don't think they're going to completely shut him down. I think you just have to limit him, kind of make that, that offense one-dimensional and then let the defense go to work and, again, see if you can grind out a win. Yeah, and, I mean, let's face it, a lot of the focus has been on the Rutgers offense and, and everything going on there. But this is just a fascinating matchup for the defense. You know, that, as Chris said, has shown itself to be pretty darn good this year and now a real test. And you are going to have to be so stout against the run in this one to have any chance. And it will be very interesting to see how, how Rutgers stacks up in that category right there. And I mentioned the coaching aspect to Rutgers defensive coordinator, Joe Harris Simiak was the co-defensive coordinator at Minnesota last few years. So that's kind of an interesting thing. He's very familiar with that offense. He knows that personnel pretty well. Uh, you know, we'll see how much that helps, but it sure as hell can't hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And Greg Schiano, you know, he talked about that in the press conference as well, just kind of the the familiarity they have with the coaches over at Minnesota. And, and Chris, you mentioned the running back, uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. He's a guy that will most likely be playing on Sunday someday. 796 yards on 134 carries and 10 touchdowns. So certainly a special player. And he has the full attention of Greg Schiano. Yeah, I think, you know, Kirk 
Shiraka does a great job with that offense, and he, you know, he was there when they built it up, and then he left, but he's back now. And uh, I think Kirk knows exactly how to use back like that, and how to tie it into the RPO game. I mean, everything is very, very well coordinated. Um, so it'll be a big challenge. The back, you know, he's really special. He can stick a foot in the ground and change direction as good as anybody in the country, and he's strong. So. Uh, tackling this guy is going to be a challenge for sure. And it really is an interesting matchup. Like Steve said, almost strength versus strength. As I said, with Minnesota, when they score, they win. And Rutgers' strength this season has been defense. I'm a little surprised at the spread, 14 points. I was uh, When you look at Minnesota's wins, though, New Mexico State, Western Illinois, Colorado, and Michigan State. I mean, these aren't world-beater teams. You know, of course, Rutgers, they, they didn't have – too strong of a schedule either in the out-of-conference portion. They've lost, uh, Minnesota has lost to Purdue, Illinois, and Penn State, so they've lost to two ranked opponents the last two games. Uh, a little surprised at this spread when you consider that, yes, Mich- or Minnesota has the offense, but Rutgers has the defense, Chris. Yeah, I was too. Um, you know, listen, I think that everybody, you know, coming into the year, I think a lot of people really expected Minnesota to have a really good season um, in the Big Ten West. You know, it's kind of been a little bit up and down for them. And the win against Michigan State, I mean, we know that Michigan State certainly is not as good as everybody expected. So, yeah, I mean, in some ways, I, I, it's almost hard to predict what's going to happen on Saturday because of just kind of the seasons that both teams have had. Um, but, I, again, I, I do think that Minnesota's defense is, is going to pose a, a challenge for Rutgers' offense. And, and Ibrahim, too, you know, as the running back. But, you know, it's going to be a very interesting game, there's no doubt. Yeah, I, I think the spread was a little high because I think this is a game that Rutgers has the ability to grind out a win against a team that, you know, it's it's not the Minnesota team as good as, as we've seen in recent years. And listen, you play good defense, take care of the ball on offense. It's not out of the question that you come up with a huge Big Ten road win here. And when we look ahead to our, our predictions for this, let's get right into it. Why not? I mean, when you look at this game, as we said, 14 points is the spread. Uh you definitely can't start the game down 14, speaking of 14 points, like you did this week with Indiana. You can maybe, maybe get away with it against Indiana at home. You're not going to get away with it against Minnesota on the road. So when you look at this game, uh, obviously you need a better start than what we saw out of the Scarlet Knights. You need Noah Vedral to, to start to hit some of those passes. Like As you said, Chris, he missed a few, put, could have put more points up on the board. But when you look at this game, what are you predicting for Saturday? So I, I kind of went back and forth on it. I am predicting Minnesota win. I'm going to go 21-10. Um, again, I, I think that at the end of the day, I think that the offense just isn't going to be able to score enough against Minnesota to get this win. And I think that, you know, Minnesota's offense will, you know, just – I think Ibrahim's going to be tough to stop. I think he'll make some things happen for Minnesota. So I'm going to give the win to Minnesota. But, again, I'm not – you know, it's, it's, it's certainly anything could happen in this game. I mean, it, it's – you know, Rutgers has not, you know, in previous years, they've been a team that's been able to go on the road and win. I mean, we've, we've seen it, you know, and, and um, so it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting one. Steve, how about you? Well, I finally got a prediction right last week. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with Chris on a lot of that. I, I think, you know, it, it, it it's going to be very interesting to see after after what you saw from the offensive line and Samuel Brown last week you know, how they do against this defense. I think that that's probably the most important factor in this game. You know, can they move them? Can they get some creases for him? And can he get some yards? If he can, if they can control the ball a little bit, I think they have a chance in this one. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do quite enough, though, uh, especially with their offense. I mean, yes, 
they got to win, but you know, we all know they're, they're pretty challenged in, in, in what they're going to be able to do and how much they're going to be able to score. So I'm going to go 24, 17 Minnesota in this game. And yeah. you know, the funny thing is just to kind of cut in there. The funny thing is, is like not to be a dead horse. I've said this before in previous episodes, but I feel like every game, it kind of, there's always like a caveat, right? With Rutgers, like, so they did play better on defense or on offense, but it was against such a bad defense. So again, it's another week where it's like, we still don't know that much. <laughs> We're still trying to figure things out. Like what, what can they do against a better defense? So that's what makes it kind of weird. I think Rutgers will cover. I don't think they'll win. I, I'll say 24-13 for the Scarlet Knights. I, I just think, you know, when you have a back like Ibrahim and, and the clock is going to be running and, and they have the ability to wear down the Rutgers defense, we know the Rutgers offense has their struggles. And when you have that clock running and, and when you have a running back that can move the chains like Ibrahim, they're just not going to get that many chances. They can't play from behind in this game. And they certainly can't play from behind down 14 like we saw on Saturday. They need to keep it close. They need to match the scores of Minnesota if they want a chance to to be in this. But they just can't play from too far behind in this game because they're just going to run out of time. And the offense struggles. And then if you take away a couple possessions from them and the ability to score because the clock is running with their running game that Minnesota has, it's just, you know, they need to capitalize on their chances. And if they're able to get a turnover, they need to make a count. It's a tall order for them. And as we said, this is a winnable game. I mean, we all agree the 14 is a little bit too much. This is a winnable game. And and it's certainly possible Rutgers does win this, but it's such a tall order to go on the road and win against a respectable opponent like this when your offense is a little bit out of sync and they're just not going to get many shots at it to come back if they need to. So that's our predictions. We'll certainly see how things play out. 2.30 on Saturday, Rutgers at Minnesota. Rutgers will try to make it two in a row. We'll see what happens. Of course, read everything that Chris and Steve are writing about the Scarlet Knights on app.com and on northjersey.com. Be sure to tell your friends if you like what you hear, subscribe to The Chop on your favorite platform, and we'll see how things go on Saturday. We'll be back to talk about it next week on The Chop. For Chris and Steve, I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.